Liz Rao definitely has a quirky sense of humor. She's an author and now a podcast host. But recently, she's undergone a major change in her life. VSG Bariatric Surgery. Now she's on a journey to discover health and happiness. Join her as she navigates this new world. This is Life with Liz. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another week of Life with Liz. So this week is a fun week for me because... It is my legal one-year wedding anniversary as I sit here and record this. So we ran away last year. We just went to the courthouse, got married, and then like two days later left for France. And we were in France when, you know, the world stopped moving. But we, so we celebrate on the 13th and um, because I wanted to get married on Friday the 13th because I met the love of my life. I'm so cheeseball. I met the Russian on Friday the 13th in 2015. So in 2020, we got married on Friday the 13th in Champagne, France. Have I mentioned before that I love wine? (laughs) um, Anyway, it was excellent. So today as I sit here, it is our legal anniversary. So I made a French dinner. I made him steak au pourboire. I think is how you say it. Basically, a steak cooked in butter and then seared with a cone. Um, seared. He liked it rare. I would say it probably turned out like a medium-ish. Um, and then a cognac cream sauce to finish. And then I made us roasted potatoes. And for me, I had fish and green beans, but it was delicious. And we had a nice small glass of Bordeaux. And then I made apple hand pies as well. So all in all, it was a great day. I went to Barnes and Noble. I picked up three new books. I know, I know you can do Kindle and I'm an author. Um, and I, I know ways to get less expensive books or, you know, eBooks or audiobooks. Sometimes I just like a good book, y'all. I like to have the book in my hands and read it. And it's takes me to a different time in a different place. So I bought three books because I leave tomorrow. I'm recording this podcast early. I leave tomorrow for Mexico. I'm going back for work. Yes, I know. I was just there uh, like six weeks ago. Listen, I go for work, guys. But um, three weeks from now, I'm going for my one-year belated uh, honeymoon slash one-year anniversary trip slash my husband's 40th birthday. So we're going to go back to Mexico. The Well, he never gets to go to me. So I'm going back at the end of March um, for an actual vacation. But before I go, I wanted to talk to you all about five things that I think people have to get used to after bariatric surgery. There's things everyone talks about. The quick weight weight loss, the stalls, the hair loss, um, a lot of regain talk out there. But there are some things that you maybe don't hear as much about depending on your group that you're in. So number one, food sensitivity. Excuse me. um, I burped a little. Um, So food sensitivity, y'all. One of the main advantages of gastric sleeve is that there are essentially no food restrictions. We know that's not technically true. Um, but gastric sleeve does have a strong effect on the stomach, which means you may have some new sensitivities. Food sensitivities will therefore then start upsetting your stomach. So a lot of people, um, with RNY, for example, sugar becomes like a natural diuretic almost like you get the dumping syndrome and you just feel awful. 
tips. Um, here's another one that you will find people give up a lot. Milk in all forms. Um, I've been dairy-free much longer than I've been a bariatric patient because milk is not... If you think about any other species, any other animal kingdom family, they, one, don't drink milk after infancy, and two, they're not drinking another species' milk. So there's that. But milk is an example because it's a particularly common food sensitivity because most people are lactose and don't realize it or have learned to just deal with it or their body's gotten used to it. So after surgery, when your stomach's more sensitive, uh, you learn very quickly if dairy is for you or not for you. It's not always clear what causes those sensitivities, but it is recommended that you introduce foods slowly back into your body. So, um, like I said, I've been dairy-free for a long time, so I don't have this problem, but I see a lot of people doing keto or extreme low-carb and eating a ton of cheese, and if you don't feel good um, or you become gassy, it's probably the cheese, because not only are you eating a bunch of dairy, you're eating a bunch of fat, which is bad for your gallbladder, and bad for your ticker. So think about that. Acid reflux is another thing um, people may or may not experience after surgery. I have not, thank the Lord. But um, I've noticed that if you ever had it before surgery, it seems to intensify afterwards, at least just observing from the groups that I'm in. I've never had it. But if you have had acid reflux, or you deal with it prior to surgery, make sure your surgeon knows because he'll prescribe you something that will help you through the journey of your stomach settling and reintroducing foods and, and all of that stuff. It's not a guarantee, but with the gastric sleeve, about 75% of the stomach is removed, 75%, 80%. This makes it easy to fill up quickly in your stomach, which often puts you at risk for acid reflux. So your daughter, <laughs> your daughter, your doctor uh, may recommend a long-term medication as well. Um... Pay attention to the foods that you eat, too. So, like, my, my dad always gets heartburn. He's like, oh, it's the sugar. And, like, you turned down a glass of wine, and then he, like, ate a cookie. And I was like, really, Dad? Like, come on. But pay attention to what you're eating because those might also cause acid reflux-like symptoms, but it might not actually be acid reflux. So um, you really have to pay attention to how your body feels, listen to it, and when in doubt, water it out. Drink a lot of water. It will help everything else in your body come together. The one that no one really told me, um, I heard a lot about constipation. Nobody, nobody told me. It's, it's like, you know, when people are pregnant and they don't tell you all the shitty side effects. So like you get duped into being pregnant too. Um, nobody mentioned loose stools at all. Um, different patients have different reactions. Some patients have loose stool, some feeling like they have to use the bathroom frequently or empty their bowels frequently. Um, others experience constipation. Constipation can even be severe enough that you'll want to take a stool softener on the regular. Here's what I'm going to tell you. You're probably going to have both issues unless you're eating a lot of fat because that will cause more constipation than uh, loose stool. But just work fiber into your natural vitamin regimen. I take a fiber gummy every night. Good. Um, the worst constipation will have to happen after surgery because you go from liquid, 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 which cleans everything out, let's face it, um, to eating very little. And so your body's just trying to like conserve everything. Get Benafiber powder 
mix it in with one of your shakes or a coffee or something those first couple of weeks. It does not taste good. I think I mixed mine with like vitamin water or something to cover the flavor. And that will get you through while you're on the liquid diet. And then once you're allowed to go back to doing um, vitamins, things like that, just get fiber gummies and be done with it. It's not going to hurt you. Even if there's like 1% 1% sugar in it is not going to hurt you. Um, but it will help you and your, your intestinal system will thank you for it. So there's that. You're welcome. You often have to get used to regular walking. So this starts right out of the gate. They get you up pretty quickly after surgery. I think I was up and walking like after two hours, maybe three, because I had a bad reaction to the morphine. So I was a little delayed in my walking. Um, and it being present. and uh, But the, yeah, they get you up walking right away. One, because you heal faster. Two, to help get the gas out because it's not digestive gas. So taking gas X with you is really not going to help. Um, but three, you have to start walking pretty regularly anyway because you have to keep up your physical exercise in order to balance the nutrition that you need, the calorie that you need, Um, The blood flow is essential. It will improve um, getting blood clots the more you walk. So they talk about it a lot right after surgery, but you should actually continue it. You should be a continuous walker from now on because you had major surgery. You now have staples in your body and blood clots could be more likely to happen. I'm not saying they are. I'm not a doctor, but start walking. Start taking a walk every day. Um, And then, you know, Each week, you can go just a little bit longer. So that's something that I knew exercising was important, but I did not really understand um, the prevention of blood clots and the better blood flow. The more you know. The healing process is crazy during this journey, you guys. Um, And the one everyone knows is that soda is extremely problematic. I think we all know that. If you don't know that, you literally just weren't paying attention. No. So here's the thing, your caloric intake, at least for the, like, the first week, I was lucky if I got like 300 calories into my body, but it was fine because it's not like I was doing anything other than walking around my living room and sleeping because I just, that's how my body was processing it. I didn't hurt. I didn't have any physical pain, um, but I was just exhausted because your body, that's a lot for your body to go through. But your caloric intake is, I would say like max 800 calories like the first three to four months because you're still kind of learning what your body can and can't take how much you can and can't eat how long you really need to chew how slowly you really need to eat that mindful eating takes a long time to practice but soda is a stupid thing to ever go back to one regular soda is technically better for you than diet soda but like why would you want to waste your caloric intake with soda that offers you zero nutrition. It's going to feed a sugar addiction back in you again. The carbonation is going to cause you major discomfort. And it's probably going to end up one day causing your regain. So those are things that you really do have to think about because if you can't give up soda for the rest of your life, and that includes like mineral water, carbonated, like tonics, anything, don't do the surgery because you're going to go through this in the first two years. You'll be, oh my God, it's great. I lost so much weight. And then you're going to start regaining and 
you've done nothing to curb your addiction to soda and it's going to stretch out your stomach faster and you're going to be a sugar addict. And that's just what I'm going to tell you. Like it's, it's dumb to go back to drinking soda. I don't care what excuse you've given yourself or if you're like, I don't have any pain. It's not going to hurt me. It is. In the long term, it is going to hurt you. So um, just don't do it. There are other complications that may be considered significant as well, but affects, but soda literally affects every type of bariatric surgery procedure. Your body was not built for this level of rapid weight loss. You may find that you lose, the more weight you lose, the more you seem to develop excess skin that can be harder to enjoy your weight loss process. That is why you should just be prepared for the things that you're going to go through because excess skin isn't even in the top 10 for me of the things that I wasn't prepared for, I didn't know, um, or I didn't really think like, it's probably not really going to happen to me. Like, I can live with a little crepey skin. And where I have my crepey skin is where I had stretch marks. So like the inside of my thighs, um, the back of like my upper arms, you know that part that like folds over your bra that's so unattractive? Like right there, I got some crepey skin. Um, My boobs, that's like where I have super saggy skin and it's everywhere I had a stretch mark, right? So you just have to prepare yourself, do your research, and be in the know. Don't ask everyone else what you should do. You have to decide what to do for yourself. Um, To me, the gastric sleeve provided the best combination of weight loss and safety for my body and my particular issues. And it has a very high success rate long term. So that's why I chose the surgery I did. But like I said, research it, choose what's best for you and prepare yourself and look up every random thing that could happen because you need to like mentally have that in your back pocket to where you can like oh yeah I read about this it's okay it'll go away after like a week or um the hair loss okay it's gonna last like three months it's gonna be devastating but looking back it'll be fine it'll grow back and let me tell you I look like a ragamuffin all the live long day unless I actually fix my hair the day I actually like wash my hair because I'm, I'm a bath person, but I only like to wash my hair like once, maybe twice a week. And I blow it out and it looks nice. That's the day I take my uptake photo. <laughs> Every other day I look like a straight up ragamuffin because my little baby hairs are just grown everywhere. Um, but, you know, overall, I would not go back and change my mind. I would still go through this process. I think the recovery of it, as far as like the pain level, I, I've had kidney infections. I had an ovary literally hang itself in my body. Those two things were more painful than having 80% of my stomach removed. So for me, the threshold was very like minimal of of the pain level. Um, I've made really good friends out of this because you develop this community of you doing it all together with your gang. And I think mentally I've changed a lot. I've been more positive. I know my anxiety has gone down somewhat. This week it like flared like nobody's business, um, which isn't good because then I over, I almost over process things at work and then I get like bored and um, anyway, I digress. But um, where was I? I would, I would say this surgery was a huge change for me in more ways than just the size of my clothes. And I'm down 60 pounds as of right now talking to you and I have eight more to go to my doctor's goal 
17 more to go to my own personal goal. So I'm almost, what am I, eight months out. I'm feeling good. I mentally am present and energetically, uh, energetically uh, leveled, I guess. I used to just be so tired all the time. And people would ask me, like, how are you? And I would just answer, I'm tired. Like, all I wanted to do was sleep. Um, because I just never had that energy to get up and go and get up and do things. And now it's like, I go, 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 go. And I couldn't do that 60 pounds ago. So with that in mind, I hope everyone has a wonderful week. Follow me on Instagram. Let me know what you think of my podcast and send me a message on how you're doing and what you didn't expect post-surgery. And I am looking for someone to interview who has been pregnant post-bariatric surgery. So if you're out there and you're interested in coming on and saying what that is like, um, I would love to have you. I would love to have you join us. So with that, let's talk soon, shall we? Thank you for listening to this episode of Life with Liz.